What's up, everybody? Welcome to Draft Chaff. This is episode number 110. My name is Zach. I'm one of your hosts. And joining me, as per usual, Ben Fisher. What's up, dude? Not much. You can see that I have a different background today than usual. I am in the process of moving. It is always just so much fun. Oh, it's just so much fun to move. Oh, I just love it. I wish I could do it every day. I don't believe you. (laughs) And you shouldn't. All right. This week, we are doing something a little bit different. But before I explain what that is, let's jump into our usual housekeeping. If you're not already in the Discord, check that out. The episode... The link is in the episode description as well as on our Twitter page. And that's the best place to go to communicate with us outside of the show or social media. Jump in, say hi, post your trophy decks, discuss different picks. We've got channels for just about every format that is currently being played. And a bunch of random channels for for sort of life nonsense and things like that. And if you'd like to support the show directly, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash draftchaffpod. Huge thanks to all of our patrons over there who continue to support us each and every week. We are beyond grateful for all of you. So thank you very much for your support. Perks over there include things like our Draft Doctor series, stickers, show notes, unedited recordings of the show, and our Draft Chaff Hero cards, which we sign and send out to each of our patrons. Again, you can check that out at patreon.com forward slash draftchaffpod. Now, I... Didn't quite say what we're doing, and we are skipping our crack draft type thing this week because what we're doing is Ben and I are going to jump into a what we're calling a blind draft, meaning we're going to do Baldur's Gate. Yes, we've been harping on how much we are not very happy with Baldur's (laughs) Gate, but here's the thing. Neither of us have actually done a deep dive or looked at the full set at all. So we're just going to jump into a quick draft. We're going to try to evaluate the cards on the fly, draft a deck, and then let you guys be the determining factor of whether we did a good job with this draft or not. Yeah, this sounds like a lot of fun. Um, I mean, usually by this point in the format, we would know every single card. We would know every single combat trick. We would barely have to look at them. But to be honest, like you mentioned, this set, I, I mean, we both kind of just took a break. I mean, we're busy. We're going on vacations. It's the summer. I moved. Uh, and we just kind of had some other things to do. And that's okay. You can take breaks from sets every once in a while. Totally cool to do. Uh, but this actually does provide us with a very unique opportunity to test our, uh, I guess, our card evaluation skills, our draft skills on the fly. And then I look forward to the roasts we get in the Discord afterwards, unless we just come up with an awesome deck. Now, honestly, the thing that made me want to do this the most is that I did hear one thing on Magic Twitter about this set. The blue is bad. <laughs> and that, you know, that that piqued my interest a little bit. So Naturally, uh, besides we'll be that, blue. <laughs> no thanks uh, but besides that yeah we haven't looked at the spoiler there's cards in the set that i'm sure i haven't seen i heard there's a busted white four drop i think it's like a two four that blinks but um it's about the extent of my knowledge we did both play a good amount of afr and i think there's some repeat cards but uh i guess i'll find out but first we should probably do our teferi and tibble sure so for me this week my teferi is i got to do some trivia last night uh it's something i've been trying to do semi-regularly i've done a few this year um at various bars in in my town and uh yesterday's was interesting the format they did was it was four rounds each round had five questions and there were four main questions and then a bonus on each round and instead of getting like a point per question you answer you were given four point values and you had to Hmm. wager those points on each question so for instance they would ask the first question, you would come up with an answer, and then you would assign 
either one, three, five, or seven points to that response. Hmm. If you got it right, you got that many points. If you got it wrong, you didn't get the points. Interesting. Thing is, they told you the categories for the questions ahead of time, but you didn't know what the next question was. So you kind of had to gauge your point values based on like how well you thought you would know the next categories. Oh, weird. So there's a, a, quite a bit of strategizing involved. Um, the we did we did a good job. One of the bonus questions was a four part four point question, <laughs> and what that means is that like you had to give four answers, and for every correct answer, you got four points. Okay. And the question was. Of the since the 1980s, name four of the last six actors to play Batman. Oh come on, <laughs> <laughs> that's a 16 uh, was, pointer for you right there. It was great. I crushed it. We got Easy. all six actually. Oh, I'm uh, sure you did. <laughs> you'd have to you'd have to revoke your your card otherwise. That said, and we were we were actually neck and neck for there were prizes for top four, and we were neck and neck for third place or almost. At one point we were in first and then we, you know, we were leapfrogging around in the top mm. four, but we stayed in the top four every round. The last question was a 30 point bonus that you wagered Jeez. your points on. So Jeopardy style, you could, yeah. So you could wager from one to 30 points. If you got it wrong, you lost those points. Yikes. Uh, and the question was the, it was in the category is art. The question was for the statue thinker, the thinker, mm. right? Famous statue or whatever. Yeah. What material was the statue made of? And Jeez. a woman on our team was like, I used to live next to that statue. It's iron. <laughs> like, really? It's dead iron? set. Well, she was dead set on it. She was like 30 points. Wager it. We're good to go. Uh-oh. I looked around at everybody. I was like, is everybody cool with that? I wanted to say marble. Like I did not know at all. Do they and then that? she said iron. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. So she said iron. She was super on, on uh, super dedicated about it. She, says, yes, submit it. I get up. And as I'm getting up, she says, I know it's iron because it never rusts. And I was like, <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's like the thing that rusts. Uh, but I had minute. already submitted. I had already submitted the answer. Also, there's so many other things that you could make statues out of that don't rust. Well, she knew it was a metal that doesn't rust. And for some reason, she, and then before they did actually say the correct answer, but bef- like I had already submitted, uh, she goes, Oh crap, it's bronze. And oh, that was no. the correct answer. It was, it was bronze. Huh? So note to self when you're doing trivia, submit your answers at the last minute because, uh, <laughs> every second is valuable. Yikes. Still sounds like a good time. It was great. Yeah. Um, my table is that I've been in a huge slump lately. I realized like a few days ago that I think I've been depressed for the last couple of months and just didn't mm. know it because, uh, I find like next to nothing interesting. I don't really like want to do anything at mm. all at, right now. Like my days tend to c- consist of just going through the motions and not really like Yikes. being excited about anything, but it's like kind of in waves and stuff. So I don't know. I'm in a bit of a slump I'm working through it, but yeah, it happens. Oh, well, uh, I know it's not going to last forever, you know? And of course you can always talk to me about it and you know, the whole discord and any listener that's listening, they're all, they're all pretty cool people. Except for that one, you know, <laughs> we're, we're not going to say who. Oh boy. <laughs> no, but, um, I know you take like mindfulness and we take mental health pretty seriously, but I don't think it's something that's going to last. But in the meantime, you know, you got good support. Yeah. I mean, recognizing it's a big, a big, uh, stepping stone in the right direction. So yeah. Yeah. Well, let me know what I can do to help. Thanks. What's up uh, with you this week? 
Well, I guess my, uh, my, my Tybalt is, uh, I moved and that's, that's always a whole thing. Um, I, <laughs> I told you about this. I, uh, I smacked my head into a door frame, uh, <laughs> really hard. <laughs> so what I was doing, I was like moving out of my old place and, uh, I, I was like, okay, I, I should check my closets to make sure I got everything out. My closets have some higher shelves. So I'm like, you know how I should do this? I already packed up all my chairs, all my stools, everything that I could have stood on. So I'm like, I'm tall. I'll just jump. So I like, I thought I walked far enough into my closet to like jump up and like see the top shelves. So I jump full force and my, the top of my head just smacks straight into the door frame. <laughs> nice. So, I, you know what? Yeah. I know what happened. You knew we were going to be doing this draft and you wanted an excuse <laughs> for your bad picks. <laughs> Oh, I've, I've been, uh, I, perhaps this is going to get me a little bit concussed, but, um, no, it, it genuinely hurt. It was, it was rough. I'd like fell down, collapsed a bit. Um, any doctors listening? <laughs> Should I go to the hospital or something? Um, but no, I, I would have, if I, if I had like felt weird, but the moment I did, I was like, God, this would be such a stupid way to die. It's like, <laughs> I'm alone in an apartment that like they think is fully moved out. No one's going to check on it for several days. And like, uh, no one has any keys to it anymore. Like if I, if I, uh, wind up like collapsed and, uh, that would, that would have sucked. But, um, I've got a big gash on my, on my head. Thankfully I have a ton of hair, so you can't even really see it. Now my uh, my Teferi, I guess moving is also a Teferi. It's been fun, like resetting everything up. Um, I, I like this place a lot, uh, this new place, and I, I finally have like a nice, um, convenient desk setup where like the Ethernet port is like right next to the desk, and there's like tons of outlets everywhere. Uh, although the one light switch in the room does control the outlet that I'm plugging everything in my PC into, so hopefully I don't like accidentally flip the switch and think it's a lamp or something. But whatever. Um, I wanted to. Uh, well, actually this, this kind of ties into one of the reasons we're doing this. I'm going on vacation for the next week. I'm going to Maine. Um, that, that's always a good time going to Acadia for those that know it. Uh, plus Maine is just like seafood capital of the U S it's, it's just the best. So, uh, that'll, all, that'll be good. And, and you got a trip coming up too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going camping, uh, not this weekend, but next. And I'm excited. Yeah. It's like a, an annual thing that some of my buddies from college and I do. Yeah. I think the fresh air will be good too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, to, to the listener, um, you know, we, we have a live draft for this week. We actually have another live draft coming up next week. One that we recorded a little while ago, knowing that we would both be kind of in vacation mode. So, um, look, it was that, or we weren't going to do an episode at all, but we, we don't miss episodes. This is not what we do, you know? So, um, if anyone rolls their eyes at the notion of two live drafts in a row, it's like, Hey, are you a patron? Are you paying for this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of, let's get on to our listener question of the week. This week, our question comes from Jaren. And the question is, which fictional characters do you both identify with? This is a response to our episode with the prof. If you didn't check that out, definitely go give that a listen. That was a yeah. lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, which which fictional characters do we identify with? Jeez, that is, I don't know, something in order to begin. Um, I mean, I have, I have ones that are favorites, but ones that I identify with, I mean... I can give a quick visual identity identity one. Uh, when I was younger, I always thought it'd be awesome. I always thought the coolest looking character in in anything was Obi Wan. Just like the the hair, the beard combo. I was like, wow, that, that's sick. And uh, 
think I kind of, I, I think I've gotten there. <laughs> yeah, you would need to dye it like a lighter, yeah, lighter blonde, I guess. That's a lot of work. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you've got it pretty close. Yeah, as far as other fictional characters, um, I'm I'm a, a big sucker for like the, uh, I guess the the kind of reserved but nice, but also like kind of at peace characters, but also ones that can still like kick ass if they need to. Like um, I'm thinking like Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks or uh, Uncle Iroh from Avatar. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure I could think of more, but that's what I got for now. Yeah, I think um, I think for myself. So I'll, I'll kind of answer this the way you did. When I was a little kid, uh, I was obsessed for some reason. I was obsessed with Woody from Toy Story. Hmm. To the point where, like, I would wear a Woody costume multiple days in a row and just like not take it <laughs> off. Um, you still have the costume? No, no, I don't. Yeah, well. um, so I guess at some point I identified with Woody. I can't recall for the life of me why I did or like what my fascination with Woody was. Um, I think I just liked his horse. But <laughs> uh, today, I think. I would probably identify close closest with somebody like actually surprising, maybe surprisingly somebody like Iroh, but maybe like a, a much younger Iroh. Hmm. Um, he does have sort of that. He has that objective quality that I, I tend to be fond of in myself where he can kind of see both sides of a, of a problem. Um, he's typically slow to anger, but will be like very quick to defend things that he is, uh, very dedicated to or like very uh yeah just like the things he stands up for like are very dear dear to his heart so he Mm. he's quick to defend those things um but he's also like stoic and and very thoughtful about the way he approaches life and that's something i aspire to if if not something that i already capture (laughs) Mm. um so i think he's somebody that i try to identify with (laughs) Um, yeah so i'll go with that for now i think i should give this question more thought though to get a more detailed answer yeah, uh, I pulled up my my letterbox to, to just kind of flip through some of my favorites and like think about it. I would say maybe uh, other ones that I would identify with. Jet from Cowboy Bebop is one that, that came to mind. Um, Steve Zizou from Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou in, in that he is, I, don't, I wouldn't say I relate to him on a literal level because he's a very messed up and flawed character, but he values growth in a weird way and he has a big like support network, which is interesting. If anyone wants to talk Wes Anderson movies, hit me up on Discord. I love Life Aquatic. I think it's underrated. Um, and actually Waymond Wang from everything ever all at once, probably my recent favorite movie that I've seen in a long time. Still haven't seen it. Oh, it's so good, dude. It, it just makes every other multiverse movie look like a pile of junk. Like all of Marvel's attempts don't even come close. And this thing was made with like a 30 million budget compared to like the hundred million that, that Marvel pulls in. Um, highly recommend. All right. On to our Baldur's Gate blind live draft. Uh, I guess let's let's take it away here. Yeah, so we're going to be doing a quick draft um, because that way we actually have time <laughs> to, to look at what we're doing. Um, I, I don't even know what we're going to open, right? Um, yeah, no idea. Okay, so uh, pack one, pick one here. It's a quick draft. We don't have to wait. I do actually know what this card is. Prosper Tomebound. Have you heard of this? I've heard of it. I can't recall what it does. So it's a it's a Rakdos Mythic. It's four mana one form. Uh is death touch and at the beginning of your end step exile the top card of your library until the end of your next turn you may play it whenever you play a card from exile create a treasure token i think this is 
Well, this was, this came out not too long ago. I think it was one of the commander precons from AFR, but this is now like basically the, the most popular Rakdos commander. Okay. So also one thing, I mean, Ben and I have not seen the set in its entirety. We also, maybe I'm speaking out of turn for both of us, but I have not seen the signposts and commons or anything. So I have no idea what the no. archetypes in this yeah. set are. Me um, but Prosper sounds like a cool card. If there are lots of ways to, uh, lots of ways to get things in exile and cash out those treasures. That, that sounds pretty solid. We actually have some other, I recognize this. There's a red dragon at uncommon. Sure. Um, Dragonborn Emulator, four mana, two, four, gets so five breathing. Um, when it dies, note its power. Oh, God. You get a boon. <laughs> uh, I think that's just like a, a, an effect that happens. And then the next time, it, it's like a, a trigger that just remembers from turn to turn. Okay. So similar to an emblem. When it you cast your next creature XO. spell, it perpetually gets plus X plus O, where X is the noted number. So this thing dies at like four power. And then that creature, the next thing you cast comes in with like plus four O. This yeah. seems whatever. Um, and the Scouting Hawk. This is a common in, in Baldur's Gate normally. Um, ETB, one man, or three mana, one, one flyer, ETB. If an opponent controls more lands, you search your library for planes, put them in battlefield, tap, shuffle. It's cool. Um, there's actually a bunch of stuff in this pack that I do know. Devoted Paladin, Sepulchre. Wait. It's, it's changed for alchemy. They bumped it into a 2-2 two, two instead of a 2-1. Two mana, two, two, <laughs> sack another creature, gets plus two, plus two. What are they only thinking? Only once a turn. Yeah, so that, that part was always there, but they, it yeah. used to be a two one. Now it's a yeah. two two. Um, chain Devil, I, I know this one. I did do a um, the free midweek draft. I had a Chain Devil, and this one was fine. Uh, I, I like these guys. Giant Fire Beetles. Look at that yeah. art. That's Three mana, good. two, two, menace with double team, which says when a, tr- when a creature with double team attacks, if it's not a token, conjure a duplicate into your hand. And both of them perpetually lose the huh. team. So it basically just generates a copy of itself. Draws you another copy. That seems really strong. Uh, Poison the Blade, Cyclo Death Touch, line up the shot. Ooh, that's okay. This is interesting. You conjure a plummet into your hand. So it's like. Plummet, naturalize, or just draw a card. So it's like a three mana plummet, a three mana naturalize, or a cycler. Ugh. Cloak of the Bat. Cool art, but whatever. Um, Iron Golem, I recognize, uh, and Pilgrim's Eye. Pilgrim's Eye. I mean, I'm down to just slam the Prosper here. Like, it's a mythic. It. I mean, Rakdos was busted in AFR, so I maybe think it's, it's probably. Yeah, I think it's probably the highest upside card. Just yeah, I mean, in this it pack. draws you a card every turn. It's a, it's a four mana one four, and then whenever you play a card from Exile, create a treasure. So we're gonna look to play other things from Exile, maybe. I mean, Red Dragon's also really good, and that would just be one color. I can't imagine Red Dragon is bad in this set too, right? Yeah, maybe Red Dragon's the pick just because it doesn't lock us into a color. Yeah, it might be. But Red I also, Black I don't know like how many ways there are to exile shot. things. That's true. And oh, I think let's just, just take Prosper. All right. It's going to be fun. Uh, okay, Gets past well. no red or black cards. <laughs> we got a Ray of Frost. It's the blue removal spell. Emerald Dragon. Six mana, four, four, flying trample. Three mana, Counter, counter. Tar- what? <laughs> counter activated from a non-creature source. Six so mana like, four for Flampler, with the yeah. option to to uh, like dissolve something. Um, Corlesa Scale Singer. Uh, oh, this is the same as the one from from Baldur's Gate paper. Um, Minimus Containment, Clever Conjurer, Contact Other Plane, Timora's Invoker. 
<laughs> eight mana draw two. Yikes. Oh no, two mana one three. Uh, the old, there are two red or black cards in this pack. There's Nefarious Imp, which is two and a black, two one. Whenever one of our permanents you control, leave the battlefield, scry one. Good in a sack deck. Um, and a young red dragon, which actually you can cast from exile. Yes. Oh, that's, that's, so the adventure stuff is going to be great with Prosper. That's true. Yeah. Probably so, just take the dragon here, right? I mean, I think that's a solid pick. It's not really signaling anything. We're passing up. Maybe we should take the Emerald Dragon. I mean, you can also cast that from Exile too, right? Yeah, but then that's locking us into Jund. And hmm. I think locking into three colors so far is probably a bad idea. If we can get more ways to get treasures, now Prosper and the Young Red Dragon both generate treasures. Hmm. Yeah, um, that's true. Then maybe then the Red maybe Dragon is get an aggressive pick. splash, but... I mean, none of these cards seem that powerful. There's a Oh, there's a Dread Lenorn down here. I feel like I saw this on Twitter. Um Seven, seven mana, seven, seven, six. Can't be blocked by, yeah, can't be blocked by creatures with power three or less. And then it's got an adventure, which is three and a green. For an instant, put two plus one, plus one counters in target creature and untap it. It gains hexproof until end of turn. So it's a nice way to protect your things. That is a good trick. Keep them up. And There's also a band together. Um, green rem- Generic green removal spell. So I guess if we're going to take a green card, I mean, the Dreadlord almost seems better than the Emerald Dragon. And Band Together and Dread Lunorn both look pretty relevant, but maybe we're supposed to take Young Red here? Yeah, I mean, the question is, we're on pick two. I think you're supposed to probably still just take the most powerful pick, but the Young Red Dragon sets us up nicely for the Rakdos deck if we are going to end up seeing any more Rakdos cards. And if yeah, we're it's cutting, a 4-mana 3-2 flyer. Like, cutting those colors already to the left is probably going to set us up in pack two. Um, yeah, let's just take it. Okay, whereas, like, I think taking anything else kind of makes us waffle. All right, so Young Red Dragon it is. Ooh, well, we took the young one. How about, a, how about a normal one? We just got past the Red Dragon. Got past Sigil of Miracle. Tuna Black. At the beginning of combat on your turn, mill a card. If there are four more creature cards in your graveyard, put a 1-1 counter. Nah. <laughs> There's also a Deadly Dispute in Black, which mm, is yeah. the original Deadly. Which is good. We've got Treasure Generation, so that's, that's True. that means we'll have something to sack. and. It replaces itself and stuff. That's a good combo. This card was great. Clutches. There's a uh, Hill Giant Herd Gorger. Another Dread Linorn. Mace of Disruption. One of the white. O2 Pro Demons and Devils. Uh-oh. We have a... We have a oh, it's a Tiefling. Huh? <laughs> Wait. You're telling me this guy, Prosper Tomebound, is neither a demon nor devil? No, he's a Tiefling. He's like a half-demon. Is he what half demon, half devil? <laughs> no, they're half. It's half human, half half demon. Basically, they have they have they're humans that have demon lineage. So I don't know if it's going to be pro demons, pro devils. I feel like it should also be pro tiefling, but maybe this is some D and D stuff. Um, whenever it attacks, perpetual gets one open. Is the same. Oh, so this is like um, the the what's it called? That mechanic, the, the copy thing. Sure, because it cares about having this. It cares about having the same name. I forget. Let's just call it clone until we remember what it's called. I mean, I'm just going to slam the red dragon here. Yeah, I don't think it's particularly close there. Mind spike target reveals their. Uh, okay, so it's like a thought sees that can't miss, but you can't take a creature. Uh, I don't know. Seems kind of bad. This is Sepulchre Ghoul that I'm looking at. Pegasus Guardian. Ooh, this is a flicker card. Yeah, I don't know if that's really what our deck wants to do, though, at the moment. Um, Like, we're trying to, like, we're basically in, like, Rakdos exile ramp 
Okay, so there's an eyes of the beholder, but that sucked last time. Um, yeah, bad against adventures, bad against if there's creatures that like copy themselves when they attack, then th- this sucks. Yeah, I guess. I, I guess the sepulcher goal is probably the best card for our deck, unless we just want to take a speculation pick on like just best card that doesn't care about colors, and then hope to maybe splash it or pivot at some point. Because we're not technically Rakdos. We could just go like yeah, red anything yeah. else and and splash Prosper, or we could not even play Prosper. I mean, Adventures, I actually, in, in Baldur's Gate, um, like pre-release, at, at, at like the commander pre-release type thing, I played red-white Adventures, and it was awesome. Um, Prosper, I guess we could do Mardu Adventures, but I'm looking at this Patriarch's Humiliation one mana instant target creature perpetually loses all abilities and then it deals damage equal to the number of creatures you control. That's, that's a, that's a pretty good that's removal a solid spell. spell. One mana instant that does that. Yeah. I'm surprised it's not like a sorcery. Cause that's like only that, working on attacking or blocking or something. That could be a kind of a two for one in and of itself. Mm. Because you could, you could like get rid of a relevant ability on one of their creatures and then deal the damage to something else. Yeah. Oh no, it's, it's to that same. It's to that same. Oh yeah. 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 Um, Ranger Squadron, I remember being impressed with, but I could have sworn it was called something else. It's like a Tukaneer, I thought. Anyway, um, I don't know. I mean, we have a, we have a few four drops and a six drop. I'm, I kind of just want to take the ghoul here, just like get on the, go, and get on the ground early. Yeah. And maybe just not even use it for its sack ability. Yeah. Just it's two a, mana two, two, you know, just a bear. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually that's the card <laughs> that I was just talking about. Liara. This is my commander, although she costs two now instead of five. So something's going on. Liara is red-white for a 2-2, uncommon. I guess they messed this one up pretty good. Uh, beginning of combat, each creature you control gets 1-1 one, one until end of turn if it has the same name as another creature you control or a creature card in your graveyard. And then 3, another creature gains first strike. And, oh, you can give something double-team. That's kind of cool. So you could, like... Okay, hold on. So Wait, and that says, it says activate only as a sorcery and only once, not once per <laughs> turn. Oh, you only get to do it once? Oh, that that's annoying. Um, it's kind of disappointing. I mean, I would love to like Liara on Red Dragon. That's that's disgusting. Giving Red Dragon double team does sound really good. But there's also like a Shambling Ghast and a Manticore, which I don't hate in, in Red Black style, like little pingy, sacky decks. Oh, Liara is... Oh, I mean, Liara is like really though. far from what, what our deck is doing at the moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. Um... So I would probably just take the shambling ghast here. It makes, yeah, it makes treasures. A treasure. it, it's a bodied for the ghoul. Yeah, exactly. Ghast it is. Wow, are we just like getting rail drafted into a red black? This this feels familiar. <laughs> well, so this pack um, we've got Drider and Sepulchre Ghoul in our colors. There's been a lot of blue and green floating around. Yeah, not uh, a lot no, of red or the, white. Besides none of the green that has really are. seemed none of the green has really seemed like exceptionally good besides a couple of Lenorns that are going by, but you can't really, and there, yeah, the Null Hunter's fine. Null Hunter, that poison, the blade thing. Uh, and then some junk like spite pick trap is junk. Prophetic prism. I mean, I don't know. We have some good options. So Drider, I remember from AFR, I, li- I remember liking this thing. Like when it stuck, yeah. uh, when it stuck, it was great. Uh, there is another sepulcher ghoul though. Yeah. I don't think we care about having another sepulcher ghoul at the moment. They're floating around the table. I think we'll get more of them later. Just go for the power, take the drider. Probably just take the drider. Yeah. We do want to care about um, like curve considerations, but it's yeah. early enough that I think we're okay to, to ignore them for now. 
So we got past another mind spike because um, the bots don't like it much either. In our colors, there's also a summon undead. Huh. Mill three, return a creature. This, this kind of thing is... I mean, if we were doing this for, for like a, five a huge mana? dragon deck, maybe, but this... Like, what are we going to do? Reanimate a shambling ghast? Like, nah. Kobold Warcaller. Choose a creature card in your hand. It perpetually gains haste. That's kind of cool. One mana, one, one tap. Give something haste is fine. Give your red dragon or young red dragon haste. I'm a fan of that. And it gets eaten by the ghoul nicely. Target creature you control gets 2-0, gains double team until end of turn. Also gains first strike until end of turn is another thing. Okay, so this is for like the double team deck. Um... I would probably just want to try out the war caller here. Well, so, so hear me out. You could either take the war caller and just like, you know, maybe make it our 23rd card or something. Yeah. Or you could take a Lenorm as a potential splash off of treasures and like ramped. Into oh, that's kind true. Of thing. Yeah. We have a bunch of treasure generation now. We have what? Three things that make treasures. And I heard the Lenorm is, is like, this thing looks like a beating. Well, yeah, um, we have three things that generate treasures, but Prosper is a repeatable treasure generator. With adventure cards. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm down for... Look, you think you're going to have to convince me to play Jund Dragons? Let's let's take a speculative Lenorm. Uh, ooh, Vampire Spawn and Grim Wanderer. It looks like black is pretty solidly open. There's some white junk that we don't want. Celestial Unicorn, Ranger Squadron, and your Ambush on the Road. There's a Soul Knife Spy, which is... I mean, this looks good, you know? <laughs> but it just wasn't playable in the last set. Yeah. Um, I am liking, so Grim Wanderers felt like it was supposed to be a really good card and sometimes it was, but then a lot of times it just couldn't, you just couldn't cast it. Yeah. Um, I'm down for Siege Rhino. Yeah. I think the spawn's pretty solid and it's good for a curve right now. We don't have any three drops. Oh, the Dragonborn Emulator Wheel. This is our first pack and we got the Sepulcher Ghoul back. So this was the, the dragon that had fire breathing for two, fire breathing for two is so bad though. Uh, and then you get the boon where you cast the next thing. I don't know, this seems kind of junky. Like, I'd rather just take another ghoul, get another two drop. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we wield the Emerald Dragon, Spike Pit Trap, a bunch of blue cards. I guess I'll take the dragon. It does yeah, have an adventure on it. Don't think that one will make the cut, but it's there if we need it. Yeah, probably not. We're getting down to the, to the dregs here. Take Sigil of Merkul, but this is like a graveyard thing. I don't think we want this. The, the, uh, the Merkul equipment from last set was a banger if that's in this set but i'll just put that right in the sideboard um take a mind spike but i don't know if we're gonna play it we're not playing any of the cards in that pack anyway oh the manticore wield manticore i feel like could make it and then a dream fracture wait what is this counter target spell this is remand for three huh Mm, sort of they don't get that spell back they get a, a different card but so we've been talking about Mardu. Oh gosh. <laughs> Mardu Adventures. Looks like we opened a Mardu rare called Jan Jansen Chaos Crafter. Red, white, black for a 3 3 haste. Not bad. Oh, look at this. Sacrifice an artifact. Oh, artifact creature. Create two treasure tokens. Or tap, sacrifice a non creature artifact. Create two 1 1s. Huh. So okay, it does kind of so, pop off by itself. So. This is an interesting card, which also may be worth the splash. We got to look at the rest of the pack, but yeah. it's a three mana three, three with haste that in our, our deck generates fodder for sepulcher ghouls. Yeah. Oh, without it, it does. much help at all. Like we generate treasures just by the decks doing its thing. And then we have yeah. treasures to sack to make one ones to sack to the sepulcher ghoul. 
and this thing is self-fueling. So you could like tap it once you once you activate it the first time, uh, you sack. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you sack a treasure to this to make two one ones. Then you sack the the one one to make two treasures. It's its own infinite combo once it gets started. Yeah. This seems pretty strong, right? I mean, it just without if 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 this doesn't get answered, it just taps for as many one ones as you want. Two one ones every other turn and getting treasures. That also is kind of what our deck is about. I mean, maybe we wind up in Mardu treasures and we don't even worry about these dragons, but... uh, Could be. It's a good speculative pick. Let's see what else is in the pack, though, before we just, you know, slam that. Um, sure. There's another Immolator. No, I, I just don't think this looks that good. All right, roast me in the Discord if this is actually, like, a busted Mythic Uncommon, but this looks kind of bad. Two-mana Fire Breathing just isn't, you know, isn't that good. Swashbuckler Extraordinaire, three-mana 2-2, two, two, and ETBs make it... Oh, Hold up. ETB make a treasure. Whenever you attack, you may sack one or more treasures. When you do up to that many creatures, gain double strike until end of turn. Seems pretty hmm. solid. Uh, There's a bag of holding. We know that one. Blessed Hippogriff. This is a cool trick staple to it. Give a creature indestructible. Yeah. Uh, in black, there's a Guild Swarm Prowler. When it dies, if it wasn't blocking, draw a card. So it's a two mana two one with death touch. You just throw it in the red zone and eventually you'll draw a card off it. Yeah, they, they, they're forced to trade eventually. There's a Valor Singer, which I'm a big fan of that. Um, Incessant Provocation is good, but two Sepulchre Ghouls, but we could probably try to wield this. I feel like there's better power in this pack. And then there was an Earth Cult Elemental, which I liked for the most part in uh, AFR. I think I thought it was pretty fine. Um, yeah, I'm actually, definitely. so I'm for me personally, I'm torn between the Swashbuckler Extraordinaire and Jan Jansen. Kind of like trying the Jansen because I think it will yeah. actually. I think it actually goes off in this deck, and I think it does. Yeah, and we've seen a lot of white cards floating around, so we might. And maybe he's the only white card we play. Yeah, maybe. that's true. But um, plus, with, with all the treasures, Prosper, Prosper and Jan Jansen, you kind of just go nuts, right? right <laughs> like right. playing all these things, making all these treasures. Okay, we'll take it. Uh, here is what Boriskyr. Is that some D and D stuff? I don't know. Borskyr Tollkeeper. Two mana, three, one. ETB target opponent reveals all creature and land cards. And then it gains ETB tapped. No. <laughs> no thanks. Uh, Lowe's and Dragon's Legacy. Five mana, four, two, flyer. You cast an adventure or dragon. It deals damage equal to that spells mana value to any target that isn't a Ooh, commander. Hello. Okay. I, I Sorry. I just noticed the card that's in this pack while you were reading that one. Take a look at yeah. the bottom left there. Oh, this Hobgoblin Captain? Oh, I don't even read the rest of the stuff. <laughs> I love Hobgoblin Captain. Yeah, that is probably the pick. There's also a Ferritus Fireball. Yeah, like another Summon Undead. the other option, but I think Captain's just the best card in the pack for us. Oh, geez. Captain was so busted, and you used to be able to get like seven of these things. Um, let's slam it. Uh, there's Irenicus's Vile Duplication. Four mana, make it. Make a token that's a copy of target creature you control, except the token is... <laughs> what? Uh, huh? That's pretty cool. I mean, copy a blue, thing, and it just gains flying? And loses legendary, if it had it. This is nuts, right? I mean, unless... That'd be, how about two Prospers, huh? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, we're not, we're, we're actually, very far away from blue. I see a deadly dispute in this pack. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. There's also a hook horror five mana, three, three. When it dies, it gets perpetually minus one, minus one. Then if it's toughness is one or greater return it to the battlefield. Oh, so it, it doesn't want to, <laughs> it doesn't want to infinitely die on a loop. 
why did they not just give this persist? I guess because it's it's got to be per, per <laughs> persist things. and then persist again. Um, it's good to sack to sepulcher ghouls, but um, I feel like deadly disputes probably just what we want. Yeah, I think so too. It's so, so good with treasures. Yeah, and with Jan Jansen, it's just going to be solid. It gives like anything that's yeah, getting yeah. us treasures is going to be good in this deck. Take the dispute and ooh, this isn't the usual red green uncommon or from AFR. This is Thrakus the Butcher. Five mana, three, four, trample, and attacks double the power of each dragon you control. Okay, not what we're doing, but it's kind of fun. Okay, so there's the, the butcher thing. Um, these, these two dragons are looking a little suspicious. We're probably going to wind up closer to Mardu. Uh, there is a Valor Singer, which I'm a fan of. There's also a Chardolin dragon. I thought all dragons in D&D had color. They do, to my knowledge, but whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever this thing is. Um, I, I mean, Valor Singer. Let's just go for the good old fashioned black red deck. You know, <laughs> like Valor Singer is just good. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's it's pretty far and away the best card in the pack. But it's the only card in our colors. Yeah, unless we want the six mana four four flyer, but um, I don't think we do. Probably not. Let's go with the Singer. Uh, another Drider, another Sepulchre Ghoul, another Shambling Ghast. Ooh, this is a this is a pick. And then Ganassi Rabble Rouser. This is the I, this is actually the art that I keep seeing because it comes up on the arena loading screen. Um, I like this. It's, it's kind of fun. Some two mana one three double team two with an ability for two mana creatures you control named Ganassi Rabble Rouser get plus one plus zero until end of turn. Wait, you're telling me this isn't a devil or a demon or a tiefling? It's an elemental? Yeah, this Ganassi's, looks so much like... Ganassis are like humans that are imbued with elemental power at birth. Huh. And so like they specialize in like there are air Ganassi, there are earth Ganassi, there are fire Ganassi and water Ganassi. Like Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So this just happens to be red. What are we taking here? Um, the ghast has treasure synergy. Um, and Sepulchre Ghoul Synergy. We already have two ghouls, so that's yeah, something to keep yeah. in mind. Um, We're not getting any cards back out of this pack. That's rough. Oh, no, no, we are, actually. We are. We get... I don't, um, yeah, this is pick five. I um, don't think we need another Drider, personally. At least yeah, not no, yet. Like, no. our curve's looking really high. I, I don't I don't hate the Shambling Ghast. Honestly, let's just go with the Ghast. Uh, I mean, this, this deck is going to get started really early and then just overwhelm our opponent with whatever we're doing. Hello. So there's a Chain Devil. Um... That that chain devil actually works really well with shambling ghast. Yeah, there's also a horde robber which I've liked. In what is sewer set. plague? Uh, two and a black. Ew! What is that rat thing? <laughs> I believe that is the sewer plague. Yeah, it looks like it. Target creature and opponent controls perpetually gets minus two, minus two, and gains enemy to help keep this. Oh, this this looks like a pretty good kill spell. Yes, it does. It's a little delayed, but it does does the trick. Yeah. So you cast uh, this. It's we an might instant. just want that because we don't have any removal, really. We, have we don't. Manticore. Yeah, we don't. And we have Red Dragon. Or does Red Dragon hit players? Yeah, it hits players. Let's just go with the, with the Plague. It's sad we can't take the Devil, but we could try to pick one of those up later. Uh, okay, here's removal. Uh, improvised Weaponry. Deal two, make a treasure. Another Sounds Valor like Singer. Manticore. Another bag of holding, some junk, thieves' tools, shocking grasp. Guardian Naga, I played a copy of this at pre-release. Um, seven mana, five, six, vigilance. On your turn, prevent all damage that we dealt to it, and it has a disenchant staple to it. 
but pretty uh, solid, but not what we're doing here. Yeah, it's big. I like the improvised weaponry. I do too. Yeah, good for treasure. I mean, this is this is a treasure deck. I guess black red is still just solidly in treasures. Ooh, cast down. That's got to be the pick, right? I don't even want to look at the rest, but there is another chain devil and a horde robber. I mean, black has felt super open this draft. Yeah, when we're seeing it, I, I think the first pack just did, people didn't open very much black. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, cast down. I'm just going to slam that. Yeah, I, I don't think we can pass that. Wow. Bots don't seem to like the Dragonborn Immolator. Uh, there is an incessant provocation here. The gain control target creature until in a turn, the turn against effect. And we have two Sepulchre Ghouls, um, Deadly Dispute, and we can probably pick up some more sack stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, we've I, seen, we've seen, and yeah, Jan Jansen. If we can grab an artifact creature, maybe that, like, that big 4-4 four, four flyer, um, <laughs> then we could sack it to Jan Jansen. I, yeah, I mean. Yeah, we're not giving anything up to take it here, so I think it's the pick. I'd like to get one more Sepulchre Ghoul this draft if possible. Um, all right, we got We've some junk. tons of them, so I wouldn't be surprised if we get another. I'll take a summon undead for the sideboard. Yeah, our deck looks almost done, by the way. We're at 21 out of 40 right now. Uh, Baleful Beholder. Or well, and that's, that's playing the Emerald Dragon and the, the Dreadlenorm, oh, which I'm actually, not positive we're playing. I think we should err on not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Prosper is good with adventures. It's whenever you play a card from Exile, create a treasure. But you're playing stuff from Exile just off of Prosper anyway. Right. We also haven't seen too many things with treasures in our colors. We did get past the Hook Horror there, yeah. which is fine. And then Baleful Beholder. I think I want to go with the Hook Horror. It seems like it fits the Sack deck better. than, And it's also cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Don't know if we're going to play it or not, but um, take another Summon Undead for the sideboard. And, ooh, and we got our third, third sepulcher ghoul. Nice. And yeah, a horde robber. robber. Don't know if that one will make the cut, but um it might okay. not. so we opened up a kind of on color thing, depending on if this is good or not. John Irenicus the Exile. Two blue black three five. At the beginning of your end step, draw a card if your library has more cards in it than target opponent's library. Otherwise, each opponent mills five cards. No thanks. I don't know. Is this just a four mana three five draw an extra card every turn? No, because <laughs> it only draws you a card if your opponent's deck is smaller than yours or bigger than yours. And we're not drawing a ton of cards, so there's a strong chance that we'll be equal or or they'll have fewer cards in their deck than we do. Although, we, I mean, Prosper kind of gets us ahead a little bit, but we have to get Prosper out for that to start happening. And he's another color. Like, I just don't think we do that. I don't I don't think it fits our deck. I don't know, man. I feel like we could splash blue pretty easily here, right? Uh, like, I think we can do it, but I don't think it's worth it for that card. We have so many treasures. Okay, maybe it's not. I don't know. I see this as, as like a format three five. But like, We're, we want to do stuff with our treasures. We don't just want to like cast them. Like, I yeah, would okay. much, I would much rather play one of the big bomby dragons than play John Renicus. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, in, in some formats, this is probably really good because if it's yeah, like agreed. slower, but I, I just think like, I just think he's, he's not used the best in our deck. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying this it's feels like card. it'll win the long game. Uh, there is a deadly dispute, another vampire spawn, uh, and another drider and another, Oh wait, there's a meteor golem. Can we, can we do something with meteor golem here? Can we like, so that's the kind of thing I like using a bunch of treasures. <laughs> to get, yeah. Right? Can we just ramp into meteor golem? I mean, deadly dispute seems good too, but, um, God, Meteor Golem is awesome. How many creatures do we have? Uh, we are actually at pretty good. We're at 16 creatures, 6 non-creatures, and a quick curve check. Doing really pretty well pretty in good. that regard, too. 
Yeah. Um, I think okay. we can take the golem here. Golem, um, yeah, golem's probably fine. Golem, dispute, or spawn. Ho- hopefully we will either dispute or spawn, but let's just slam a meteor golem. I mean, that card's great. Uh, we got a Grim Wanderer, a Carnelian Orb of Dragonkind. Nope. Uh, Null Hunting Party. Six mana, four, four costs one less. Oh, I love this text. This is the same text as Search Party Captain. Um, costs one less to cast for each creature you attack with this turn. Double team to get another one as long as it's your turn it has first strike. That That is a cool card. Yeah, I mean, we're not going terribly wide, although Jan Jansen does give, give us the option to potentially. Yeah. Um, There's also just a Grim Bounty, which, you know, that feels pretty safe. Um, <laughs> Armor yeah, of Shadows. I, I nice think if we trick. go with the Grim Bounty here, we're probably done with removal. Like, I don't know if we need much more removal than that. Yeah. That'll put us at like four removal spells. So Null Hunting Party or Grim Bounty. I guess we probably should take another removal spell. Um, and Grim is just, you know, it just answers everything for four mana. And it gives us a treasure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Maybe we'll wield the other thing. Hey. Oh, well, we can't pass that, can we? <laughs> a draft shaft hero for the ages. Battle draft Cry shaft Goblin. heroes don't get passed very often. Um, we also have the, the Battlecry Goblin, Hobgoblin, Captain combo. That's true. That's true. Uh, also in this pack, there's a Reckless Barbarian. Sack it to add two, whatever. I will say, Another though, Battlecry Goblin's pack. not great in our deck. Like, it's still good, but it's... It doesn't have to be. It's so good by itself. Yeah, this yeah, is a, an army in a can. That's why it won. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to slam the, the, the yeah. BCG. <laughs> and we get past another one. All right. I guess oh, we're whoops, doing I'm like... I'm sorry. I, I clicked on it by accident. I guess we're doing like... like Agros. I I almost think we don't want to ramp in anything now. Like, what's the point of all these treasures? We just no, get no, out the this gates. is good. We get out the gates with a ton of like aggro creatures, and then we just be- beef up a sepulcher goal and win. Yeah, I guess I mean, with maybe, Jan Jansen, the treasures are just going to turn into creatures, and then we're just going to. That's them the thing, and the we goal. sack those to this, and yeah, then that. Then, this is this is a sweet deck. This is like, oh, dude, we're playing we're playing Mardu Go Wide Sack, aren't we? <laughs> with treasures does this feel familiar okay tre- this is a treasures deck it's a treasures deck um spoiler alert uh manticore right or uh, the war caller i mean war caller into our deck's BCG. pretty much our deck's pretty much built but um maybe war caller sure i guess Can we go even lower to the ground and and give like battle cry goblin haste thing is i still think we're playing 17 lands in this deck because we yeah, do have, we have young red, the top end. Dryder, red, meteor golem. <laughs> like this is just like red mid range. Um, so we have to make cuts already and none of these true. cards are going to make the cut. So I don't think it matters which you take. I'll take a kobold war caller. So we have it. Oh Ooh. my goodness. A black dragon and a sepulcher ghoul. Do we take a fourth sepulcher ghoul or do we take a black dragon? I mean, black dragons just like a removal spell on a stick and I kind of like that. It's another thing to ramp into if we don't another have ghoul. the other engine pieces. Do we How, need a fourth one though? I mean, it, we're just playing constructed at that point. Then incessant provocation becomes like the best card in our deck. That's true. This is tough. This this um, is so for the listeners sake, we're pack three pick six right now. And this is the toughest pick of the draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we could, let's take a look at our deck and start making some cuts here. So, 
right now, let's take a look. I mean, we have a lot of good things in this deck. Maybe Jan Jansen is greedy. Maybe we don't even try to go. Well, so it seems so but the, cool. The problem is with Jan Jansen gone, we lose a major creature generator, and that makes our Sepulchre goals way worse. Uh, so, yeah. like, I think what we're doing early is we like we want the ghasts out, and with Shambling Ghast out, we can cast Jan Jansen no matter what, basically. True. Well, I mean, we you just sack one of those to the ghoul, or we just run it into something. Sure. Sack it to like a deadly dispute. I'm gonna cut the horde robber. This thing that's probably always get cut, through. Yeah. Um, and I cut the uh, the what's it called the mind spike as well. Definitely. Maybe hook horror. I mean, we have better sack stuff to do. Like yes, like battle cry goblin. Let's cut the hook horror. Drider, I'll leave in for now because this is like a repeatable token generator, and that feels yeah. pretty good for this deck. Um, four drop slots looking a little heavy. I think Manticore is not gonna make out. it. Yeah. Um, Because either Sepulchre Ghoul or Black Dragon is definitely making this deck. We do have a Red Dragon and a Meteor Golem already. So here's Ah, a question. Man. Yeah? Actually, I don't think it's much of a question. Like, would you play Meteor Golem or Black Dragon? Probably Golem, right? Yeah, but colorless. I think you want to play both, right? Yeah, you might. But I'm just saying, like, if it came down to it, which would you prefer, the the Black Dragon or Meteor Golem? Oh, the Golem, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's like an actual removal spell. Yeah, and it's I mean, so this deck, it does have a very distinct vector, right? Like, yeah, it's it's it wants to play turn one gas into turn two ghoul, and then kind of ramp into a four drop. But there's other ways for us to ramp here. Um, I don't even know if we do want to ramp. I kind of think you want to go like gas ghoul Jansen sack the the treasure the ghoul made. Mm, yeah. and make two more creatures and then just Start let the ghoul do its thing. The ghouls. In that case, it's looking like ghouls the better pick here. Because I, I do think I want to try the Jan Jansen thing. This just looks fun. Um, yeah, I mean, this is another one we can get roasted on in the Discord. Black Dragon. The thing is, we have a ton of incidental treasure production. Like Grim Bounty, Improvised yeah. Weaponry. Um, the, the gas is dying. Prosper. Like These are just going to make treasures. Yeah. Um, so we will have, I don't think it's that weird to find yourself with like five lands and two treasures, right? No, I don't think so either. Yeah. And we can only sack one a turn to Jansen. So it's not like we can use them up real quick. Yeah. If we do yeah, start yeah. to collect a bunch of them. Yeah. This thing is kind of like a mana dork too, in a way. Um, there's the ghoul and the dragon. I don't know, dude, this, this sucks. This is a hard one. Are we getting anything back from this pack? We are right. Uh, this one, is pick six. Card? So yeah. Two cards. Um, We're going to get back the... We might get the ghoul back, though, is what I'm saying. Because they've been going really late. Yeah, because it seems like the bots don't like black and they definitely don't like the ghouls. You you think you want to try to take the dragon and wheel the ghoul? (laughs) I I think I'm happy. Because I'm also happy with this deck if it has a dragon and three ghouls and and I'm happy with it with four ghouls and no dragon. So That's true. Yeah. I'd like... but, But the black dragon won't wheel. So I think there's a chance the ghoul wheels... Okay. And based on I'm that, we should take the dragon. Let's play the bots a little bit. Let's take the dragon, see what happens. Okay. Um, let's pop it back in other modes. So we've got Gray Slade. Um, Three mana, four one. As long as there are four ah. more creatures in your graveyard, it has menace and death touch, and it's got an adventure to mill for. That's, I mean, it's I like wanted more adventure thing. cards, but that is not mm. it. Yeah, that no. That's not it. Thieves' Tools and Eyes of the Beholder are the things in our colors. Thieves' Tools was, um, was good in AFR. That's true. It is easy to make a treasure, but I don't Ooh, think we want so it. it's so good. With so what? good with Sepulchre Ghoul. 
Uh, I don't know. It, it feels it's like, loose and it's not going to make the cut for our deck, but it's a good card. It's a poker goal. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'll put it in the sideboard. I'll side it in sometime. Uh, next pick, same kind of junk. Another Beholder, another Gray Slide. Dawnbringer Cleric. What is Navigation Orb? It is bad. Um, <laughs> I'll take it for Vault Progress. Got to craft all this set now, I guess. Another Drider, another Vampire Spawn, another Hook Horror. Jeez. What do we take here? Um, none of them are making the cut, so I'm not too worried about you it. You don't think Vampire Spawn well, might make it? Spawn, Maybe over the Spawn's Valor probably Singer. over the Valor Singer. Yeah, I, I think that's actually correct. Yeah. This is Valor Singers might be pretty good with the tokens, though. Oh, and this plays really well with the Battlecry Goblin. Yikes. Maybe we're supposed to play Spawn over Jan Jansen. I don't know, man. I think Jansen's maybe I'm overplaying how good I think Jansen is with this deck, but like it looks fun, though. Yeah, infinite I, tokens I sounds it. really good. Yeah. Capped by the number of turns you play. And this deck doesn't want to play that many turns, but that's um, true. I don't know. I mean, we, we also know nothing about this format. Is this the kind of format where like things trade off and both players are left to pray their top card is better than their opponents? Because in that case, Jan Jansen's nuts. Yeah. I mean, is Drider insane? Like this thing makes two one menace reaches. Yeah, but it's got to get in to do that. Yeah, we do have one already. Um, I'm gonna take the spawn here, and I guess a Grim Wanderer. This is actually decent in our deck because we have at this point three ghouls, and we get to really control when something dies. Yeah, but it's awkward with our curve. It is also, yeah, it's just like, I'm going to take it over Armor of Shadows and Summon Undead, but... um, Sure. Although, actually, maybe We're Armor, not of playing Armor of Shadows. We're you not know? playing Armor of Shadows. Until the end of turn, it gets 1-0 and Indestructible. That seems pretty good, though, right? Use I, it on it's fine, but like, we don't need it. Yeah, that's true. We have a ton of other stuff. Like, we want our stuff to die. We're actively sacking our own things. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> if it was like a, like a when it dies, return it to the battlefield tapped, then we could pl play it probably. But, um, all right. Oh, oh, dude, another incessant provocation. That's, that's got to really be good. insane, right? Yeah, that might, that probably makes the cut. We'll find a way to fit that in. All right. Now, here's the, the question of the day. Do we get the ghoul back? Do we get the ghoul back? Are you ready? Ah, Baleful Beholder. All right. Whatever. <laughs> So let's take a look at this deck. We did wind up with three Sepulchre Ghouls. Um, it's bad that I wish we had a fourth. <laughs> I still, th uh, I think that was correct. I think we've seen a couple of them go really late and we definitely weren't going to wield a dragon. Yeah. So our man is a little iffy, but we have a ton of treasure production. Yes. Um, oh young yeah, Red there was dragon. like no fixing in this set, was there? No, we didn't see a single duel. I mean, the treasures. We've got all the treasures, but yeah. Um, are we cutting the black dragon or maybe, maybe we um, cut Drider just cause it's like at the in-between point and we want to kind of ramp into the huge like nonsense. So admittedly, one thing I've been forgetting is that Sepulchre Ghoul only lets you activate it once a turn. It's yeah. not an Antuco husk. So no, sadly creating like just going super wide is not helpful outside of having a bunch of creatures that can attack. Mm. Um, so that that makes Drider a little bit worse, but two one reach creatures are really good, and that's one of our biggest problems is the air. Like we need oh, the yeah, dragons sure. to do anything in the air, uh, and our removal. Um, 
I think, I think, and I could be convinced otherwise, but I think I like the Drider better than the Valor Singer. Mm. Our threes are looking a little heavy. Um, Valor Singer, I mean, what would that really do? If we curve in, it lets our Sepulchre Ghoul attack as a 3-2, or lets our BCG attack as a 3-2, Hobgoblin attack as a 4. I mean, it's not. it's never turning on uh, pack tactics on turn three or anything. Um, it does turn it on on turn four when you attack with the Valor Singer and the Hobgoblin Captain. I mean, that's an old play pattern from before. We know that from AFR. But yeah, I guess it's never really the key thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, the other option is you just cut another vamp, cut one of our two vampire spawns because that's fine. I mean, that, that, I, I mean, they kind I of like, functionally do the same thing, right? Because you're chipping in for a little extra damage either way. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the idea of spawn having an ETV. So then you go two drop ghoul, three drop spawn, and then you threaten and you, you attack your ghoul into their three drop. And then you're okay trading your vampire spawn functionally. Like you sack it to the ghoul. Uh, you, you trade functionally your spawn for their three drop and you already got your value out of the spawns ETB. Yeah. Yeah. Um, four drops, I think we're not touching. I think two in, yeah, two incessant provocations. So we have four th- ways to sack things, right? Three ghouls, which are repeatable, and then the deadly dispute and the Jan Jansen. If we can steal an artifact creature, all right, let's cut yeah, the Valor we Singer. Have ways to, we don't have any, well, we have the golem, that's our, our own artifact creature. Yeah, that's true. We can't sack the golem, I guess. Oh, and I almost it makes artifact creatures. Yeah, yeah, I, and we only, we, you only need to do Jan Jansen once to. to like get it going. Is it nuts to play like the summon undeads to try to reanimate these big dragons? I think so. I think if we're like, if we're getting like, that's just, you're, you're like shifting the vector, of the deck, right? Like you're shifting it into like a reanimator thing. And then you want the gray, uh, sl- like sl- by the time, slades. by the time our dragons are dead and we're wanting to reanimate them, we're probably losing the game anyway. That's true. Yeah. We want the game to end by like turn six or at least the game to be decided by like turn five or six. But in that case, does that mean that, our last cut is at one of these seven or six and seven drops. Could be. I think it's probably the dragon dude, the black dragon after all that. Yeah, it might be, but if it, if so, if the black dragon was the fourth sepulcher ghoul, what would we be cutting? Cause we would still need a cut. Yeah. Probably the, one of the incessant provocations. I mean, maybe one of those is the cut. I mean, so it, it's a combo of four cards, three of which are repeatable to two. And the, the provocations are, so what does this thing do? King control, turn against, and then it gains, this creature attacks each combat if able. Perpetually. So if they got it back, it would have to, it would have to attack every turn. And that could be good. You could run it, oh, you could run it into Prosper. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but we're sacking it anyway, so it's irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They're never getting it back. Um, but I guess it's a little bit better than just the usual turn against. Um, it does cost four, though. What's our, our count looking like? We have 17 creatures, seven non-creatures. So I guess these will have to function like removal for us. So if we cut a creature. Um, it's probably either Black Dragon or... Drider. Yeah, or Vampire Spawn. Yeah, I, I want to say it's Black Dragon. We don't need three top-end like game enders, yeah. right? Yeah, that's probably true. Or then maybe it's just meteor golem. Black dragon and meteor golem will fill very similar roles. Right. 
They cost the same, but the one has a four, four flyer body instead of a three, three. Yeah. In exchange, um, this destroys any non-land permanent. Whereas this, I mean, this could nuke like a minimus containment or something that's like locking down Dryder. Um, true. How about this? Seems fine, right? Cut the black dragon. Yeah, I think that's fine. I would run it like that. So the question is, how about this mana? Right. Seven so, red sources and that's it to, to play a bunch of like two drops that make so, red. Hear me out. We want we want Jansen on three, but we don't need him on three, realistically. No, like no. it's not and it's the the times when we want Jansen on three, you have like gassed into exactly. ghoul and you can just make the treasure anyway. Do we need it, planes? That's my question. <laughs> that was my question. I was, I was hoping you were going to say that. Yep. I don't I think we need feel planes. like we don't need them. No. Um, and look how many things make treasure in this thing. Like Grim Bounty, Improvised Weaponry, uh, The Deadly Dispute, and both Gas and the Young Red Dragon and Prosper. Yeah. I, think, I, I just don't I think, think this we is need. fine. Wow. That's a deck. The ironic part is Jan Jansen makes a ton of treasures functionally, like through the rest of our deck doing its thing. And... Yeah. Uh, but once once he's on the board, we don't need the fixing. Yeah. Um, and it's only one. I mean, like, I think this deck looks awesome. <laughs> so yeah. just to, to repeat for the listener, uh, one drops, we got two Shambling Ghasts. Two drops, we got three Sepulchre Ghouls, which have been edited to have two toughness for God knows why. Uh, a cast down, a deadly dispute, two Draft Chaff Hero Battlecry Goblins. Got to keep those in there. Hobgoblin Captain, a young red dragon, which I put at the two drop slot because it has bathe in gold, which makes a treasure. Uh, three drops, we got Sewer Plague, two vampire spawns, an improvised weaponry, and Jan Jansen. Four drops, we got Grim Bounty, two incessant provocations, Prosper Tomebound. Five drop, we got one Drider. Six drop, we got a red dragon, and seven drop, we got a meteor golem. We're going with nine swamps and eight mountains, and not a plains in sight for Jan Jansen. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I think this deck has got some sauce. This is this is gonna this might actually get a trophy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, getting a trophy with a Marty Sack deck, that'd be wild. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, look, it's not like the treasures deck was any good in AFR either, so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean uh... <laughs> Well, anyway, we hope you enjoyed that draft. Um thank you for listening. And check out the Discord if you're not already in it. Again, the link to that is in the episode description as well as on our Twitter page. And if you'd like to support the show directly, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash draftchaffpod. And if you'd like to find us outside of the Discord, you can find us on Twitter at draftchaffpod. And, you know, we never plug this, but we do also have a merch store. So if you're interested in checking out merch uh, with, with like draftchaff branding and stuff, we've got like pint glasses and shirts and all sorts of things like that check that out at shop.draftchaff.com and that does it for us talk to you next week so this is kind of funny that we just had a draft chef hero make an appearance because we you know we gotta pat ourselves on the back sometimes uh a certain draft chef hero of ours that we thought wouldn't really see i guess extensive play blood tithe harvester has been making quite the splash recently, uh, particularly due to Fable the Mirror Breaker. This, this thing is just, I mean, Fable is just, it's seen like modern play, it's seen probably play further back than that. 
but it's one of the best cards in Pioneer, which also makes it one of the best cards in Explorer. And it turns out the combo of <laughs> Blood Tithe Harvester and Fable the Mirror Breaker are just insane. Uh, it lets you just get back one of these uh, Blood Tithe Harvesters and just get a bunch more blood tokens and then basically use them as hasty removal spells if you're using the flip side, the uh, uh, Reflection of Kiki. So uh, we wanted to pat ourselves on the back there and say, hey, we actually did nail it. And uh, notably, Historic is getting shaken up a bit, Historic and Explorer. So they just released the two anthologies, uh, Explorer Anthology 1, which is their attempt to make it more like Pioneer. Uh, There's some good stuff in here. I like Elvish Mystic a lot because now we have four Elvish Mystic, four Llanowar Elves. So I'd be surprised if there's no Elf deck that that pops up. Uh, Some other nonsense in here, some cards that I like favorite Hoplite for the red-white heroic deck. Um, Titan Strength, I guess, is also supposed to be for that. Same with Teamer Battle Rage. But uh, it just so happens that two of my all-time favorite magic cards got put in. Uh, those would be Tireless Tracker, which is my number one of all time, and Siege Rhino, which is probably top three. I think, honestly, Tireless Tracker, Siege Rhino, and Halana and Elena, they make up the top three. So, uh, I mean, I, I immediately brewed up a, a, an Obzon midrange deck. Kalitas got added as well. Uh, rally the ancestors rally was like the linchpin card of like a like a rally sack deck that saw heavy pro tour play but i don't think we have a i don't think we have the rest of the pieces for that yet right yeah i can't recall exactly how that deck functioned but i i would think that they're probably not there yet yeah it was like an obzon mid-range deck deck. um i want to say it might have played like nantuko husks or something of that effect and you would like sack your whole board then reanimate your whole board um there's a few things in here for you, too. Supreme Verdict, um, that, that's up your alley. Yep, Blue-White Control gets a little bit of a buff, and then there's a Mausoleum Wanderer as well. Yeah. Now, we also wanted to mention Historic Anthology. This one is a little more confusing. Um, I, I mean, I pretty much haven't touched Historic at all because uh, they, they started putting Alchemy cards in there, and they just... I mean, Luminarch Aspirant, I'll never, format. I will never forgive them for making Luminarch Aspirant trigger on end step instead of at combat. Like, that is so stupid. Just stop it. But anyway, uh, Historic Anthology got some very interesting additions. Avacyn? Like, eight mana Avacyn? What is that in there for? <laughs> no idea. Um, Goyfy boys in there. So Tarmogoyfs. Chalice of the Void, Ophiomancer, which I thought had only ever been legal in like Vintage and Commander. So I don't know what the deal with that is. Um, Layla Blade Reforged, which is one of my favorite picks for Vintage Cube. Didn't think I'd see it on Arena anytime soon. I love Layla Blade Reforged. 